You're listening to the iRacers Lounge. Welcome to the iRacers Lounge podcast. Unfortunately, I'm the only one here today. This is Sim Racing Chewy Side or Carlos Vatica, no matter how you want to say it. And I guess it's just me tonight, so and apologies for last week. We kind of didn't have anything planned, plus we had Thanksgiving here in America. And most of us here at the Irishers Lounge are Americans, so we kind of had to get that going and out of the way. So first things first, I guess we'll uh, just start off with, uh, I don't know, random slew of topics that I have here. And the first one, I guess, would be, what the hell is this all about? It's a poll, I guess. People talking about their sim rigs and how much they put into it. Let's see here. This is how much money did you put into your sim rig? And there's a whole bunch of lists there. But please don't make me look it up. We have one through 249 bucks. And then it just keeps increasing from there all the way up to over 10 grand. So I don't know. Don't know what to make of this. Hopefully some of the other iRace Lounge cast uh, makes their way here. That way they can help me out with this crap. But I guess I'll take a a look at this. So, uh, my, my rig, I don't even really have a rig. I'm probably the cheapest one on my team and part of the Irishers Lounge podcast uh, group. I'm probably the cheapest. Hell, I don't even have a wheel, to be honest. I don't race there with a single screen. And if I had to guess, the computer's the most expensive part. It's like 1200 bucks total over the years, I guess. So when I done to it, Monitor is like worth a hundred bucks now. I don't have a wheel, so random forty dollar controller. Um, pedals, same thing. Shifter, same thing. All that. See, all these, these items. I don't really have anything. To be honest, this is just my thing. I know a couple of our eye racers. Uh, is Mike Ellis uh, probably has the most put into his rig. Yes, tons of monitors, and I don't even know if I can pull up a pic of that because. That's just, it'll take me forever to find the one of the most recent. So, yeah, that's just my opinion. All right, so the next thing, uh, hang on, hang on. I could uh, get into more detail about this. Uh, all right, screw it. We're going on to the next topic. So, I'm only three minutes in <laughs> to this podcast. Uh, and one of the, another one of the forum posts, I don't even know I'm doing this in order, but that's what I'm going off, what it, what it said in the, in our notes. And one of the questions was, will, uh, will we be able to drive non-dirt cars on dirt tracks when dirt is released? Well, the answer to that is, well, they say it right here. Yes, technically you will be able to drive any car on the dirt tracks including non-dirt cars obviously the non-dirt cars are not set up for that but have a look at it or have at it for kicks if you want the only thing is the non-dirt cars will not collect and hold dirt like the actual dirt cars will so one thing i got out of this they're implying dirt might be here very shortly and i hope so but i can tell you first thing i'm gonna do is take a ridiculous unconventional dirt car that's not a dirt car and just take it there and throw it around the tracks i guess Be honest, I don't know what car I'd dig out. I'd probably say something like freaking Ford GT or something. Hell, maybe the Audi, um, 
90 GT or whatever. Not with an dirt tires. <laughs> what did I read there? Give me a second. All right. All right. Sorry for that. I had to do something there. And uh, just will the non dirt tire or dirt cars use dirt tire physics? And the answer is probably it's just going to be weird. Like I said, uh, we're not going to collect an old dirt. So apparently half the physics will be there, I guess. I don't know. It's going to be weird. That's just my take. Either way, I'm looking forward to it. All right. I don't know what this is implying or why this is even important. Oh, they're just basically mentioning some of the upcoming changes. You know, that you'll see in the next build in terms of series that are going to be run next on iRacing next season. Sometime in December, starting there. And they're basically talking about the Star Mazda being called Pro Mazda. And eventually we'll have the new, I guess, Star Mazda car or Pro Mazda car. Even though I kind of don't think we need a new one because the one we have now is awesome. Or it was when I last drove it. So. I don't know. None of these are really important, but we're kind of out of ideas, you know, topics at this point in time. We need to, because it's the off season, NASCAR NIS is over, all that crap. And I don't know if any of us had the opportunity to talk about Homestead. So I guess I'll just do that right now. Before I get into this topic here of this wheel, but I don't even know if I have any footage of Homestead. I should somewhere, unless you count, like, people wrecking and stuff, because I kind of needed footage for another one of my videos. All right, I know I got this footage. All right, before I start talking about anything, anyways, this week at, past week at Homestead, we remember this was two weeks ago, the last NIS race of the season, and it was full length, and this I was spotting for teammate Brad Miller, as I was only able to do one open race this week, and he was, uh, he did, like, five, I think, so... I think he had some pretty solid finishes and decent splits just by taking it easy. And what I what I learned at a homestead, if you can conserve your tires, it's going to pay off big time. And it may not seem like it at first, but once you get into a long run, it starts to pay off. But again, unless you're one of them freaks that can somehow hot lap every single lap with no penalty to the tires, then I guess that's no issue. But still, full length race, it kind of kind of forces a lot of people to drive differently. I guess. I don't know. Me, on the other hand, I just made a bad choice on setup and ah, it just kept getting worse and worse. Tighter and tighter. And I can deal with a loose car the entire time, but not a tight car because you have no options. You can't do nothing except for slow down and back up the corner. Loose car, you can at least control it with the wheel or steering in some sort. But my finish was, uh, I believe a 14th. 15, no, it was a terrible finish, because I got caught up in some nonsense at some point on one of the races. Oh, no, that was the pro race, and speaking of which, we were uh, doing the second pro race of the year. Second, third, whatever race it was at Homestead. Yes, the third race, because I think the second was a Phoenix versus a Texas, and the third race, 43 cars and a massive pile up on lap one, but not enough to take everyone out, and... 20 laps in, another wreck happens, and this one, I just couldn't avoid it. You know, everybody is just driving way over their heads, and typical what you see in races. I don't know. Anyways, that pro race was something else. as intense, and 
Yeah, it really shows who had the better setup because I got home my own and fixed here, but had a terrible setup for open. And again, it just plowed like crazy. And everyone else was able to get back to the throttle because they could turn in. And it's not the case for me. But if you think about running them open, uh, or pro series races, even if you don't have a shot of making pro, just go out, go out there, try it, have fun. You know, stuff like that. It's just, that's, that's my take on that whole week. And before we get into this, I'm gonna, I guess, do a tiny commercial. So, just because I need a break, I'm speaking real quick and it's all by myself, so. Anyways, this broadcast is brought to you by Sim Racing Chewy Side. For all your track guy needs. I don't know, I'm terrible at this. Alright, after that little iRacing video there, uh, we're back here in the iRacing was on to, uh, and we're going to go ahead and just talk about hardware, I guess, since, well, there's really nothing else to talk about. So first thing you see here is Thrustmaster announces the TSPC racer wheel, though I'm pretty sure we went over this already. We went over some wheel. I don't know. I don't know if the guys will approve of me doing all this podcast by myself, but no one showed up and I couldn't, we can't afford to take two weeks off, so guess I'll just talk about it. It's a new racing wheel. There's... Yeah, this is not the same thing as, uh, say, the Thrustmaster GT, which is a low win. Oh, hey, look, Kyle Fleischman's here. <laughs> guess what I'm doing the podcast? What? I'm doing the podcast so you can join in and take over. I'm on the Thrustmaster wheel. Oh, crap. Yeah, it's just, we can't afford to take two weeks off or throw everybody off our schedule. Yeah, no problem. So I decided to take over it. I kind of went through the first three things, talked about Pro Series, as well as uh, NIS, the last race we did. <laughs> okay. So you're on the Thrustmaster... We yeah. don't know. Well, we guess we could just talk about your NIS week since you're well here. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, Homestead was Homestead. <laughs> I kind of rode around and finished it up. I the last few weeks of the season, I had no ambition to really race anymore. I was just kind of wore out, so I just rode it around. I don't even remember where I finished. I think around twelfth for open and I didn't even bother running fixed at all. I've just been done with racing and I've run pro the last couple weeks so running usually top five. Yeah. I didn't run any fix before that. Reason that it was a full length race. Yeah. Well I I know how you are with those full length ones. I love them but I love them but I was just so wore out I don't even think I ran them all like I usually do. (laughs) Yeah it's a problem there full length's not really a deal of not wanting to run it it's more of a i can't really run the night race ones yeah nine o'clock oh <laughs> uh, yeah anyways moving on all right i guess next up would be the uh if i'm following the right link it would be the gopro thing there gopro lopez just make I sure i'm in the right we were on the, the notes were, were we in the thrustmaster uh pc or something okay yeah let me pick no. that up real quick sorry about this guys Oh, God. I was just... Got home late from work. <laughs> I decided I might as well take <sighs> over and give, a, give our viewers some more confusion. First it was Mike, then you, then... <laughs> yeah, no problem. I just yeah. 
got home late for work. I haul gasoline for a living, so we're getting into prime season, hauling a lot of diesel fuel and stuff like that, because I live up in New York, and we've had that snowstorm at the beginning of last week, so we're still playing catch-up from that. Um, give me two seconds here. This podcast is brought to you by <laughs> Sim Racing Chewy Set. I don't know. I had to throw a promo out there. So next up, we're going to go with the Thrustmaster here. Announcing the TSPC Racer Wheel. Um, I guess they're trying to counter the uh, Fanatic Wheel that came out. Uh, I, I wasn't aware of this at all. I didn't catch the notes prior. So Yeah, neither did I. Well, it looks rather snazzy looking at it. <laughs> I guess it's just a higher end version of that uh, GT Thrustmaster GT. Right, that's what it's looking like. Yeah, I mean, I still can't get over how big their bases are. All these other companies are coming out with the smaller bases, and it's the main thing that steers me away from Thrustmaster. I don't, Isn't this is the, that big base? Isn't this like the what do you call that? Direct drive or no? I don't know if this is direct drive or not. I know that um, Fanatics is direct drive. And I'm not seeing... Well, it does say it's a brushless 40-watt motor, so... With dynamic torque. So that might be a direct drive wheel. Will be something. I'll have to look into it more and... uh, Maybe we'll bring it up again next week. (laughs) Yeah, well, my brother's got the T500... Oh, yeah. Let's see, this is nothing compared to that. Well, it's actually the same size base. It looks like, oh, judging by the picture. Yeah, because if you take that steering wheel, yeah, it looks about to be hmm. about the same size as a T500. And the T300 they came out with, it's the same size base again. Actually, there was another, the main reason another release. Why of I don't a, go there? Another GT, a 300 GT? Yeah, yep. I don't know what that's yeah. all about. Cover it some other day. <laughs> and. I mean, I'm in the market for a wheel myself, but uh, looking too much towards Thrustmaster is just that big base. I got a G27 now. It's got a lower profile, and I don't need that big base. Maybe I'll uh, we'll look into that a little more, and we can bring that up again next week with uh, some more knowledge of it. But yeah, they do have the T300 GT edition, yeah. Yeah, it's that's interesting. Oh. Just put that up on our video. Yep. I didn't watch it too much, though. Uh, so next up, we'll talk about uh, Pablo Lopez. We did talk about him a couple weeks ago on the show. We took last week off for uh, the holiday. Most of us were busy with family, so um, he did run in the Mazda shootout, and uh, it's a pretty exciting time for him, I guess. <laughs> I guess we all would like to be in that in those shoes at some point in time so definitely shout out to him for being able to do it and i didn't catch where he finished trying to find that now i don't know this reminds me a lot of that uh nissan or was it academy or gt academy that gran turismo had yeah it was kind of the same deal they had an academy thing and he won the chance to do it and he went and did it haven't seen any so other than this, which is in Spanish, and I haven't translated it. <laughs> yeah, <I'm laughs> but it <good>. looks like <laughs> something about a video of his experience of the Mazda Road to 24 shootout. So, uh, I guess you can check it out on YouTube. All right, what do we got next here? 
Max Verstappen? Is that the one we're reading here? Some Twitter post? Um, the, the, yeah, the Twitter post. That's that. Well, the Twitter post is re- regarding the uh, him going. Oh, he yeah. Didn't win, he didn't win the Mazda Road to 24 shootout scholarship, but he at least got to experience it. So, like I said, that's that's an awesome, awesome thing that he got to participate in. Yep. I mean, I'm not a road guy, but I'd give it a shot if I was given the chance. <laughs> uh, next up would be uh, the driver analyst dot com. Um, says if you want to be a professional racing driver, you or your parents don't have to spend millions. You just you need to be on iRacing, and it's an article as to. Uh, why it's so uh, beneficial to do it. It's not a game, you know, it's a, it's a simulator, <laughs> and it's pretty real to life. I like the whole comparison there. Forza is Mario Kart in comparison, and it's true. Yeah. Made me chuckle when I read this last week. This Forza is so <laughs> bad that it hurts to play that. I had, I think, Forza 2 it might have been. Maybe it might have been Forza 3 for console, oh, and yeah. I couldn't stand it. <laughs> There's something about, I, I don't even know how to explain it, it's just something the way the cars feel, it just something's wrong. It's like none of them have a differential at all, and they always spin the inside tire no matter what car. But back then, when, you know, had you not already had the experience of a sim racing, oh yeah, it might you wouldn't know that, you know what I mean? Even then, I think Gran Turismo is a step above them in terms of realism. True, I'd probably have to agree with you there <laughs> all right next up uh nascar chairman brian france talks virtual reality the digital fan experience um it's an article basically about brian france and uh how he became the chairman and ceo of nascar in 2003 inheriting it from his father uh yeah his father um, and how his grandfather founded NASCAR, and then he was talking, he went into a bunch of details, and he actually talked about, um, um, sim racing and, and different aspects of NASCAR over the last however many years, and, uh, it was actually a pretty nice article, it was more like a Q&A type, uh, interview, I guess you could call it. It would have been cool if they could have, like, live broadcast that, you know, made some sort of show out of it, you know what I mean, for TV. Broadcast what? It would have been cool if they would have done that Q&A with him as, like, maybe, like, a TV show or something there on ESPN or something. Because as far as I know, this is just, like, a blog, right? Yeah, Sport Techie. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have any sort of show. Yeah, that seems that way. This next one that's coming up, I actually chuckled quite a bit about it and uh it's about a young kid that made a sim rig out of his entire bedroom, basically, in his house. Uh, he works for Domino's, and he seems really enthused about working for Domino's and everything. And he put a bunch of uh, he got it. He made his own custom fire suit and put Domino's on it, and the back of it is his sponsors. But it's just a weekly Domino's. Uh, uh, deals that they have at Domino's 
for their seven ninety nine pizza deal and whatnot. And he takes you through a whole tour of his room, and uh, he's got Domino's pizza boxes lining on his ceiling, and he picked up some uh, some different memorabilia and die casts off eBay. Like he's got the uh, rear bumper. I can't remember what race he said it was now, but he's got the rear bumper from Kyle Busch's car. Um, up on his wall, he's got the front nose clip um, Joey Logano. of Joey Logano up on his wall. And then he's got an actual race car body with a Leo Bodner uh, motor for his steering with the HPP pedals. Um, and it's all built in right inside the race car chassis. That's crazy. Extremely impressive to, to watch the video. I mean, It's kind of weird, though, to have a full car like on the inside to look like it would but using vr yeah i mean that's just awesome i'm still mind blown just watching the video like he's got that got all that stuff in his room i mean a lot of memorabilia and and to think he's only been a nascar fan since i think he said 2001 so it's pretty crazy the the uh in-depth that he's done but uh if you want to take realism, I guess that would be probably about as real as you're going to get right there. <laughs> I don't think you can get any more real than that. All he needs is a helmet. Oh, he might even have it. I don't think he showed it on show, but I, I mean, he's got the window net and everything. The the fire suit that he wears while he races. Is, I don't know. So he might have a <laughs> helmet. You never know. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, all right. Next up is uh, a sim racer from uh, iRacing got a Formula E test. Uh, Graham Carroll got uh, the chance to run the uh, Formula E championship test car at uh, Circuit Moulay El Hassan. Um, it's a, it was in an all-electric single-seater car, and, uh... That must have been an experience. That must have been crazy. It would be weird. I <laughs> wonder how loud that is, because it's electric. I don't know, but I bet it's ear-piercing with, uh, just the type of whine that it has. <laughs> yeah. Is yeah, it ear-piercing in a bad at. way? Not like the was it Mazda seven eight seven B. Not ear piercing in that good way. <laughs> yeah, that had to be too torturous on the ears. I think I will see two or three of them races, and they're actually kind of interesting depending on how close the leaders are racing each other. Oh, okay. But the whole I've never rules, actually watched it. The whole rules thing throws me off. You're only allowed to use so much power for the first half of the race until you have to switch out the cars. Oh, okay. Or something like that threw me off. I had no clue what the hell they were talking about. It's like, why can't you just run as it's, hard as you can and you got to pit no matter what at the same time? <laughs> True story, I guess. Well, I'm sure that just like any other um, fuel, you know, racing fuel car, you, you can only go so long before you got to come in and change out or get fuel, I should say. But either way, that must have been quite the experience. It's always cool to see some of these people getting a shot to um, to get these opportunities, you know, like GoPro Lopez there and and now um, Graham Carroll. And 
and others in the past have had these chances, you know, like they say, once in a lifetime kind of deals. And I mean, yeah, guys out there that are going off a rig and or sim sim racing and going into real racing for a while. So it's it's uh it's pretty remarkable. Next up, uh, well, we're gonna cover the uh, the membership renewal. So now through December 6th, they've uh, dropped the price on membership renewals for by 25%. So take advantage of it while you can. You, get, you can get a one-year renewal, normal, regular price, $110. You can get it for $82.50. And the two-year renewal, normally $199. Um, you can get it for $149.25. 25. You can use the code up to three times. Um, you can get the codes right on the main um, main member site page for uh, the one or the two year renewal. And like I said, that is good through midnight, December 6th. So if you're looking to renew or whatnot, uh, definitely take advantage of it. Uh, I did this two years ago. I think I used the maximum and I paid up through 2020 so i don't have to worry about it for a while yeah i just renewed it yeah it's not the only sale they got the cyber monday deal which is only well for today <laughs> yeah I, I was thinking about that earlier do we cover it but by the time we release tomorrow yeah no it'll be too it's, late <laughs> it's too late so i mean what it is but hopefully everybody's yeah. taking advantage of these good deals that iRacing's been putting out they did there was a lot of grief about um, raising the price earlier this year, and I would think that the people that uh, whined, I guess is the best word I can come up with, about them raising the price for the first time since the sim was launched, uh, I would God, hope I that at that. least those people are uh, taking advantage of these deals because they're going to be a lot more beneficial, I guess, now to them. What was the old deal with raising the price by a dollar per subscription? Yeah, not to mention the sim has been, was released, what, seven years well, ago? Quite a while ago. I think it was 08, 09, somewhere in there. So, And they and had raised it for six years. Yeah, so even if you say 09, that's still that's seven still a years. Long time ago, yeah. And it's only a dollar, I mean. <laughs> I know, I remember the outrage uh, that sparked. <laughs> Yeah, it was crazy. But you can't please everybody all the time, I guess. Not as crazy as the next topic, though. <laughs> Unless that's the right one. Wrong one, though, with that be a destroying rig. Oh, yeah, no, no, we're going to cover the uh, Pro Race of Champions. <sighs> or did we? <laughs> yeah, go, go with that. Okay. So, uh, for the... The sixth time in as many years, some of the world's race drivers will square off against one another. Um, again, it'll be IndyCar drivers, IMSA, NASCAR, and other sanctioning racing bodies. Fixed setup with the Delara DW12 IndyCar at Phoenix International Raceway. Um, it'll be a 50-lap race. It'll be broadcast on iRacing Live, and it'll begin at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on December... 16th that'll be december 15th um general mountain time and i racing will again honor the uh the memory of justin wilson by donating twenty five hundred dollars in the name of the i the pro race champions winner 
Um, and they're going to donate to the, that to the Justin Wilson Children's Fund. So awesome, awesome deal that iRacing's doing there. And um, they usually get a pretty good turnout of a lot of um, big-name drivers. They've had Brad Kozlowski, Bobby Labonte, Carl Edwards, uh, Stefan Wilson, Townsend Bell, Connor Daly, Joey Hand, Jordan Taylor, Ron Cap, Scott Speed, Shane Van Gisenberg, Matt Halliday, Philip Ng, and uh, Tom Kendall, and Justin Bell, and then last year, even uh, IndyCar team owner Sam Schmidt made his debut in it in a semi-autonomous motor vehicle. So uh, definitely tune in and uh, watch a pretty exciting race with some pretty well-known people racing for a charity. All right, next up was a forum post. Um, says that OSW destroyed the rig. Did you check into this? I really look that at looks that rather he, crazy. He, he like killed <laughs> he killed everything. It's like the equivalent of a bomb going off. I would be outraged if that happened to me. Well yeah, it's been a wheel like that. Yeah, and it looks like it just snapped right off. He even showed a picture of where it hit him in the leg. He's got quite the knot there on his leg. Oh man, it's huge. Wow, that's uh <laughs> And want to say what he caused said, it, or no? He just all it says on here is so sitting in P11, and this happens to my teammate. So it was Michael Fabian posted it on the uh, on the forums. He's from Australia. Um, he posted it up on the forums, and it appears that from what I'm reading in the comments, that a weld broke. Somebody commented and said, yikes, I have one of those. Going to have to check that weld. So it looks like a weld must have failed. So was it just the rig and not the wheel itself? <laughs> it's just the wheel was so powerful? Might have been, yeah. The the uh, wheel mount. Yeah, that, that's what it appears to be. Now that I'm looking at it is the actual uh, base. If you look at that first photo there, you can see the whole base is uh, broken right off the shaft, the tube that comes up in front of you and holds the wheel plate. So that looks like what it is is a weld, uh, weld failed. So, boy, that sucks. <laughs> I guess to keep that in mind for anybody that is deciding to go with the uh, them high-powered direct drive that you have something stable and to uh, monitor for any damage. Uh, I'd be angry if it happened to me. I don't know if you've ever played any Elder Scrolls Skyrim. No. Oh, anyways, there was a stupid meme that was created from that, of one of the guards talking to you, telling him a story of taking an arrow to the knee while someone took the that same quote and says, I used to be a sim racer like you, then I took an OSW to the knee. <laughs> yep, I see that. Oh, it was hilarious. I lost it when I saw that because I, I knew what it was from. Yeah, I never got into that. Yeah, you didn't really miss nothing. So I hear from others before, so I never really bothered to even try and seek it, so. Well, it was fun for a while, but yeah, yeah I don't know, kind of got steered away from all that. Yeah. 
Alright, so next up, I guess let's talk about uh, the 2017 Season 1 schedule has been released. And, uh... Voted on by the community, not a community, not a lot of changes this season, so really on a, only a few things to highlight. Uh, the Star Mazda Championship will now be called the Pro Mazda Championship. Oh yeah, it'll I still be. <laughs> yep, it'll be the same car as before, but the new car will be in production sometime next year. The Kia will be rejoining the Cadillac and the iRacing Global Challenge Series. And the NASCAR C and B Open Series will run until the start of 2017 NASCAR season at Daytona. Um, when they'll basically turn it all over to uh, run the full season again. This was put out by Steve Myers forum post. And you can get the whole uh, PDF file for it on the forums. Under iRacing.com staff announcements on the forums. Oh, they got one more racing Camel GT. <laughs> Just one? Me at. I have to do that to get the participation. <laughs> yeah, that's the last oh. one, actually, of the season, so I have to run it here to tomorrow or soon. You struggled through that this year. <laughs> Well, I did good and bad. I finished second last week. Oh, did you? Or the week before at Road America. Yeah. Well, you like that track anyway. Yes, I seem to get, like, top four every car I've driven there. I don't mind it too much. I'm just not a huge road racer. I really want to get better at it because I do enjoy doing it. I'm just not a very good road racer. I think the Camel, the Nissan, whatever, GTP or whatever it's called. That's a good car to get into road racing. That's is it, not, is it's it not pretty extremely, stable? It's not that it's stable, it's just not extremely challenging, and it's, it's uh, I don't know. If you underdrive it, you can hang on to the car for, you know, to the end of the race and survive. It just has oh, okay. every now and then you'll overstep the wheel spin, you know, out of, coming out of a corner because you have no power, and then all of a sudden it's all at once. Right, yeah. And throws you off, so you gotta... It's one thing to get used to, but I think I'd rather drive that than the Mazda. <laughs> the Mazda, you get sideways, you're gone. Nothing you're going to do. You can't save the damn thing. I think it's just the short <laughs> wheelbase. Alrighty. Yeah. Moving on. <clears throat> yep. Next up, going to talk another forum post. Uh, somebody brought up a poll for how many cars should be entered into a split. If you can vote on the forums what you think. Um, he said that they need 200 replies, I guess, for the poll. And uh, all final results for each of the six topics will be sent to Tony Gardner for review. So I guess if you want to place your vote, definitely head on over and do it. Uh, a lot of people seem to really want to bump bump it up to 43 car fields so I don't know I think it would be pretty exciting I mean we're here as a simulator to do try and be as close to the real deal as we'll ever most of us will ever be so why not run 43 car fields um, we're doing it right now in the pro series I don't know if you're doing running it but um, I yeah, gotta, gotta say to go back to the pro pro series real quick I'm rather impressed for the, you know, I'm in a lower splits usually and 
I find them to be cleaner racing than NIS. I don't know if it's because they're taking it a little more seriously, but I mean, the lower split guys, you know, I'm an 1800 I rating or something like that. We're not going to get pro, but for some reason, it seems like we're uh, getting some cleaner racing. So I'm really enjoying that. And it's uh, more cars, so more people to deal with and uh, not going down laps all the time because you got more cars behind you to lap and whatnot. So I guess uh, definitely put Two your vote in sides. for it. <laughs> yep, definitely. Our, my race was riddled with big old wreck at the start. Actually, it did go green forever, but people just didn't respect anybody. Oh, really? First. Is that what you've been seeing up in the upper splits? Because you're like a 4,000 plus, right? Well, I was. I'm at 39 something. Oh, no. I am back over 4,000. So, yeah. Yeah, so you're way up in the top splits. That was like, that was third split, and that was car 40 or 30 something. Third split yes. at 4,000 I rating. Yeah, I, uh, I am rather shocked, honestly, still to this day that. You know, them top split guys have just as dirty races as uh, the bottom splits that I joined in. You would think that they'd be uh, a lot cleaner racing, but it's kind of crazy. All right, I guess moving on. Next up is another forum topic. Um about a book that was released about the 2016 Ford GT program entitled A Big Ask, Ask, The Story of Ford's Triumphed Return to Le Mans. Um, and this was posted by David Phillips. Um, he's a staff member of iRacing. And he says thanks to the supportive and understanding folks at iRacing, uh, I was able to spend a good part of this past year as a quote-unquote embedded reporter with the Ford Chip Ganassi Racing Team, attending most of the tests virtually, all the pay, all the races, and with full access to everyone at Ford, Chip Ganassi Racing, Multimatic Engineering, and so on. The book is five or 205 pages with 100-plus photos and is available now at bookbaby.com. Um, so uh, if you're interested in picking up a copy, head over to bookbaby.com and order a copy. I would love for them to get us uh, the GTE for GT one the mile this year. Oh, really? Yeah, it'd be awesome if they gave us that. And the C7R. Oh, okay. I don't know. Just, I think it'd be cool. People are, people are mentioning that down there in the the rest of the replies, I mean, what does this mean? Does this mean Ford GT confirmed? <laughs> yeah, people get hyped about a lot of that stuff, don't they? Well, we already are getting a GTE car, aren't we, that uh, Ferrari? Yes, actually, yep. We did talk about that uh, not too long ago, about getting a Ferrari. Of course, I race, people have been wanting that from iRacing for so long, so... I guess we'll see. To me, it's just another road car. All right, so I guess next we'll bring up um, a Twitter post by Steve Myers um, with the uh, NASCAR weekend at Homestead congratulating um, 
Ray Alfala again, and uh, he put up a picture of his uh, Ray and his mom and dad in the in the NASCAR suite and made a couple tweets. There was a couple tweets that went out um, this past weekend for uh, Ray. I know that Lisa Pineda, his um, his team owner that runs uh, Ray's team, owns the team. Posted a video. User entered your channel. Hear her in the background yelling, you know, I love you, Ray. And it was a short but brief video of him accepting his award and whatnot. And again, congrats to Ray on a on a third championship. I know that uh, there was talk on talk on one of the posts there where when he put his hands up, raising his trophy, it looks just like the uh, iRacing.com logo. So they Does were it? they were picking out. Yeah, they were picking out of about that. Um, so I guess for uh, before we get into final topics, uh, Taylor Burris has joined us tonight to talk about his uh, league, and I guess it's coming down to the chase format. Taylor, tell us tell us what's going on over there. Uh, yes, first and foremost, I like to say thanks for letting me come on, guys, for short on short notice. Uh, yes, the RTFT All Star Racing League is getting ready to, tonight at 8 o'clock, compete in its round one of its three-race chase. And man, this by far has been one of the most amazing uh, leagues and drivers that I have ever seen so far at the moment. And, uh, you know, we have two pro, or at least one pro driver in the chase, Ryan Ellis. Uh, he's been doing quite a heck of a job throughout the entire season. And... Uh, Looking forward to seeing these guys battle it out at Bristol tonight at 8 o'clock for 125 laps. All right, and that, and that was a truck league, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yep, correct. This is the, uh, we're running the Camping World Truck Series, uh, Chevrolet, Silverado, and Toyota Tundra for this season right now. Uh, next year, in 2017, the week of the Daytona 500, uh, we will be going into the Xfinity car, running the uh, Camaro, Mustang, and Toyota Camry. Okay, and are you guys going to follow the full schedule, I'm assuming? Uh, yes, we will be. We'll be following the full schedule with the inclusion of a couple of extra added races. Uh, we got. We will be posting the schedule up actually sometime either late later tonight or early tomorrow morning. Um, so tr extra tracks that we considered adding are tracks uh, such as uh, Rockingham, uh, Lucas Oil Speedway, uh, even we added a couple of extra road courses for the first half of the season, since we're splitting it in a half uh, at tracks like the Daytona Road Course and uh, Circuit Gilles Villeneuve. Oh, okay. And uh, where can people find uh, this league schedule and sign up? Well, you can always go to our website, which is rtftallstars.com. Uh, still a work in progress on the website, but more information will be posted on that. The best way to find us is on is on Facebook, facebook.com, RTFT All-Star Racing League. Or you can find us on the league pages of the RTFT All-Star Racing League. Uh, just supply to sign up. I'll get you, we can get you guys you know, more than happy to invite anybody who's wanting to come out and try and see what they can do against pro drivers. Uh, we've had a great turnout of pro drivers this year with Ryan Ellis and Ray Black Jr., of course, competing full-time. We had uh, Daryl Wallace Jr. race with us at Martinsville Speedway, along with uh, NASCAR peak antifreeze driver Alan Bowes. 
Uh, last week we had Garrett Smithley at Talladega with us. He performed outstanding uh, at Talladega. And uh, who knows? We're having maybe some talks of maybe even inviting a couple of uh, cup drivers next year to compete with us. No definites, but there is. we are in the works of working it out with a couple of the cup drivers. All right. Awesome. So... I appreciate you coming on and uh, giving us an update on on the league that we talked about right before it started. So definitely look forward to uh, to the for the rest of this season and hopefully the full schedule next season. So anybody out there that's interested in get, getting uh, a chance to run with them, definitely check out their Facebook page and their website. Now, uh, Taylor, have you run any of the Pro Series this year? Or no, this- I. I have not run any of the Pro Series races this year. I, my schedule was new job and everything. It's, I'm doing good just to get on on Monday nights and then on the weekends. <laughs> I hear that. I'm in the same boat. I was actually late for, my, for the podcast tonight. It's crazy. Work's been nuts. I live up here in New York, and the snowstorm that came through the beginning of last week, we're still playing catch-up because I haul gasoline for a living, so it's been nuts. So, uh, I guess uh, I don't really have any final thoughts. What about you, Carlos? Yeah, I don't know. I got nothing. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we'll we'll get the show closed up here. If anybody out there that's listening to this has any ideas that they'd like us to talk about, definitely get a hold of us. You can get us on uh, Facebook and reach out to the team page, Team Typhosi Racing on Facebook. You can contact us at iRacersLounge.com. Get us on Twitter at iRacersLounge. And as always, you can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, PodTrack, Stitcher, pretty much any major um, podcast hosting site out there. So I guess for now, take care. Thank you for listening to the iRacers Lounge podcast. Make sure to go subscribe to us at our YouTube channel at iRacers Lounge. Follow on Twitter and Facebook at iRacers Lounge.